I'm Allison Ray, and you're listening to the Pace and Pattern Podcast, a place where I explore simple strategies to help us create margin, focus on what matters, and feel good about what we're doing by proactively setting the pace and pattern of our real lives. You're listening to episode number five, Creating New Rhythms. We're talking today about what a rhythm is, how they have the unique ability to add balance to our lives, and how we can make them happen. Now, when I say balance, I don't mean some kind of crazy perfect version of balance that doesn't really exist. I'm just talking about doing something to shift the scales to make it so things feel a little more even. So for instance, when something's going on and we feel like we've neglected one area of our life and things are kind of out of whack, rhythms are a really good way to kind of even the scales and bring things back to not necessarily a perfectly balanced place because that's not possible, but just to kind of help us feel just more in whack, I guess would be the right word. So rhythms are chunks of undistracted time dedicated to a value that we want to make happen regularly. So rhythms can look like spending good quality time with other people. They can look like going on dates with your spouse, starting a book club, doing a family game night, joining a small group. Rhythms can also be nourishing for your spirit and soul, like a weekly Sabbath or taking a painting class or serving food at a homeless shelter. Rhythms can also look like periods of intense productivity that allow you to feel less stressed later, like meal prepping for the week or having a laundry day or maybe a budget meeting with your spouse. Rhythms are special. Rhythms sometimes look like good quality time. Sometimes they look like self-care. Sometimes they look like working hard now so we can be more calm later. Rhythms are things we want to make a regular part of our lives that don't necessarily fit all the criteria of a habit. One key thing to remember is that a rhythm is not a habit. If you've listened to episodes three and four, you know that habits are tiny, consistent, and happen very frequently, like more than four times a week kind of frequently. Rhythms, on the other hand, tend to be more complex and take up more time. How a rhythm plays out may look different each time it happens, and usually they happen less often, like once a week or twice a month or once a month, something like that. It's really important to distinguish between the two because the way you approach adding a rhythm to your life is totally different from how you approach adding a habit. So again, a rhythm as I'm defining it is a chunk of time set aside to focus on one or more of your values that you want to see happen on a regular basis. This is time dedicated to things that are important, but not urgent, that might be otherwise forgotten. When it comes to choosing a rhythm, it's a really good idea to think about what is that area of your life that feels like it needs a little love. What I love about rhythms is the way they force me to focus my attention on something that really does matter, but for whatever reason, I'm letting it steamrolled by other stuff. When you choose to add a new rhythm to your schedule, you're choosing to give one area of your life that attention that it deserves. Another great thing is thing about rhythms is that unlike habits, they don't necessarily have to be something you commit to for the long haul. Maybe in this season there's a rhythm that would serve you really well, but you don't really have to count on doing it after this quarter is over, and that's okay. 
It really is important to make sure that whatever rhythm you choose really does add something good and valuable to your life. It's essential that before you start in your rhythm, you make sure that it really is a hell yes, as Greg McEwen would say. You could try writing out the main areas of your life or your values and brainstorming possible rhythms that go with each. You might even be surprised by which one seems like the best fit. If you listen to our Making Habits Happen episode, you know I said to focus on just one habit at a time. Well, surprise, surprise, I'm going to say the same thing for forming a new rhythm as well. Just focus on one new rhythm at a time. There really is power and clarity that comes from limiting yourself in this way. Choosing just one will help you prioritize the rhythm that will add the most value to your life. It'll prevent you from feeling overwhelmed and stretched too thin, and it'll also help you not be flaky. We all know what it's like when you just have too many things in your schedule, and so then even though you've already committed to something, you just kind of say you're too tired to go and you miss, and then over time you just end up not sticking with that rhythm at all. I also think there's a beautiful thing about choosing one rhythm is that it allows you to take a breath and be okay not doing all the things. It kind of forces you through limitation of recognizing that it's not a great idea for you to say yes to every single club or group that you get invited to. It kind of makes you take your time more seriously and figure out which one it is that really deserves that time slot. That being said, if somehow you're forced by circumstances to add more than one rhythm in a season, I just really want you to try to prioritize one above all the rest so that even if you fail at all the others, you'll have one you work extra hard not to miss. Now that you have your rhythm in mind, we'll move on to how to make it happen. So remember, rhythms are not habits. And one of the things that makes them a little bit trickier than habits is that they aren't as sticky. So rhythms typically are never things that you end up being able to do on autopilot. You're always going to have to give it some thought. You're always going to have to do some planning and you're always going to have to stay committed. But that being said, I would just say you kind of always have to keep the fragility of your rhythm in mind so that you can kind of take care of it. Kind of like if you're moving and you've got a box of you know, wine glasses, you would mark those fragile and kind of make sure you took precaution when you're moving those. That's how it is with putting in a new rhythm in your life. You want to keep in mind that they will remain fragile and that you're going to have to plan accordingly. So that brings us to step one, which is plan ahead. So put your rhythm, every occurrence of it, in your calendar with a Sharpie or some other permanent type of ink. After you plan a time for your rhythm, ask yourself, what is this displacing? What is it that you normally do during that time slot? If it's something easy to cut, like watching TV, then, you know, that's kind of not too hard. But if you're trying to put your rhythm in a spot where something significant usually happens, something like maybe getting groceries for the week or spending time with one of your friends, just try to think in advance of how you can move that other activity to a different time slot, just so that when 
your rhythm comes up, you don't feel stressed with two competing things that you feel like needs to happen at the same time. So that's step one is just plan ahead. Just pick the time, write it down. Pretty simple. Step two is make arrangements. Think about what the rhythm requires and when you need to accomplish those steps. For instance, if you want to start hosting a monthly potluck with friends, a couple weeks out, you'll probably need to send a text or an email chain telling everyone about your idea. Then about a week out, you could send out your meal sign-up sheet. A day or two beforehand, you'd get groceries, and then day of, you'd clean your house and cook. Or if your rhythm is to have a date night once a week, you would start by maybe making dates as part of your budget. That way you could already plan ahead to have money to pay the babysitter and go on the date. Another thing you could do is get a sitter one or two weeks out, or you could just go ahead and get a sitter and schedule to have that sitter at the same time every week. And then, of course, you'd plan the date itself before it happens so you don't end up in the car asking each other what you want to do because no one likes that. So that's step one, plan ahead. Step two, make arrangements. Step three, and this I think might be the most important step, this is protect it. So again, back to that wine glass moving truck analogy. This is all that foam you need to put in there to really protect and keep your rhythm safe. Because here's the thing about rhythms. Often they're things we actually enjoy. The problem is that they get squeezed out by more urgent demands that come up. It really is important to commit to your rhythm beforehand so you can protect it from all those things that are bound to come up. As Stephen Covey says, I love Stephen Covey, author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says it's the important but non-urgent tasks that are usually the first to get pushed out of our schedule. So if our rhythms are in line with our priorities, we should feel okay protecting them against all those seemingly urgent but ultimately not as important tasks that are bound to come up. And if you feel uncomfortable giving a reason for why you're protecting that time to someone else, you can always just say something like, Oh, I can't do that, but what about blank? It's okay to already have a commitment. And I really think that's where writing it down makes it more real. And you can kind of defend it against people that might want that time. If you ever hope to have a rhythm become second nature, don't cancel it and don't reschedule it. Do whatever is in your control to protect it. And as a last note here, Protect your rhythm from the inside as well. Remember the intent that inspired you to choose this goal. Don't let a painting session turn into a scrolling Instagram session. Don't let a family fun day devolve into cleaning out the garage. Whatever you want to do in that time, do it and nothing else. So that also means try to be as present as you can while you're doing this rhythm. So maybe just don't have your phone open while you're hanging out with your friends or I don't know texting while you're in the middle of trying to get a lot done just try to do whatever it is you can to keep that time dedicated to that one value so plan ahead step one make arrangements step two and protect it is step three now our final step is step four and that is commit to it as we already saw, the ultimate temptation is to abandon a rhythm. And that usually comes from ourselves. 
we'll try it for a month and then we get tired of planning ahead or we'll have to say no to a few people and then we'll feel guilty and we'll feel like maybe it stopped being fun. But if you want to get the most out of a rhythm, try committing to it for at least three months. Commit to planning for it and making it happen whether you feel like it or not, even if you're a little bit tired. Make it a non-negotiable, a non-negotiable, even if you're the only one involved. That being said, if there is a way to pull someone else in on your rhythm, you know, some accountability is always good. Even if your rhythm is meal prepping on Sundays, maybe you could talk to one of your good friends and you could, you know, hold each other accountable to actually do that. Now, like I was saying earlier, forever is daunting. But the good news about rhythms is that you don't have to do them for forever. You can just set them quarterly. And if you want to test something out, you can just try it for three months and then see if you want to keep going with it or not. Holding that finish line in front of you can help you make the commitment that you need to make and then be able to keep it going for the whole time. So knowing that it's only for this section of time can be really encouraging as you're setting a new rhythm. And that's it for creating new rhythms. I hope this is helpful for you if you're thinking about an area of your life where you want to see a little more happen, that you want to give a little more attention to. I hope that this podcast will inspire you to do that. Next week, we'll be talking about projects and how to finish them and how to just enjoy that I did that sensation of getting something done. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Allison Ray, and this is the Pace and Pattern Podcast.